BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. morning millennials welcome back to the morning toast happy tuesday it is rainy and nasty here in new york but we are here to be the bright balls of sunshine that i know we can be i know we can be as well it's not raining yet but yes it is it is when i walked and i was like drip drop drip drop like you know about to start i made it just in time interesting so that's why the elephant is not in the room today how <laughs> if you if you i didn't mean it like that but like if you Fucking body shame my dog oh my God, one I more time. Not, that's on you. That I'm calling the police. That's on you, you that your mind went there. No, you say it all the time in one way or that the I other. That I called Expressly. you an elephant? Yeah, not that, but you were always complimenting on his body. Uh, yes, complimenting. No. I'm always shit, complimenting shit, his shit. physique. Commenting on his body. And I just want to know, as Theo's representative, we're done with it. Okay, we're I fucking just, done with it. I want you to know that I don't say anything about his body. I think he has such a beautiful physique. And when I the said time. the elephant in the room, it was a figure of speech. That I, I understand, actually, this time, I don't think you were body shaming. But just as a general rule of thumb, you do do it a lot. And you also, do do. like, justice for elephants, because they're born that way. So, like, you associating elephantness with being big... Um, no, actually, I don't follow. I think that's on you. I'm not following you there because elephants are enormous. <laughs> um, also, but like, they, can you actually not talk about elephants? Like, I'm still really recovering from this documentary I watched on Saturday, Share and the Loneliest Elephant. And it was, like, Kavan has really etched out a special place in my heart. So we just need to move on. Okay, moving on from elephants. I was just trying to say Theo's not here today because of the rain. That's the rain. all I was trying to fucking say. I also have some, like, errands to run today. So I just figured um, best to be hands-free. The- Best to be Theo free. Unfortunately. Um, I did want to point out that today, Jackie, and, well, I actually have decided This was to, a Claudia initiative. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should talk about it because I brought up the gavels today because I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I just feel like justice is going to yeah. need to be served. Okay, you're going to need a lighter. Yep. It's thanks. not the same. I know. But you need to just put some padding down because that's abrasive. So um, let's talk about it because I brought out the gavels. I've been meaning to do it for a while. I just feel like they're such a part of our history. And it is difficult for me to look down and say award-winning co-host, The Morning Breath. Um, but we could just scratch that out. Yeah, whatever. You can't see from that far away. Also. No, but I want to talk about why do you hate the gavels? Why do I hate the gavels? I know you do, right? I don't hate the gavels. Yes, and you do. I just... I didn't plan for any justice to be served up today. I wasn't feeling that justice bug. But actually, we do have some justice to serve up because we have come full circle on something. We started the gavels and the justice, and our our two figures we were serving up justice for were David Foster, who I feel has gotten justice, and and we've put that one to bed. When Sarah and Aaron Foster came on this show, justice was completely served. Like, we could literally have burned these. But the other person was Chris Humphreys. Oh my God! Yes, justice for Chris Humphreys, and I feel that with the keeping up with the Kardashian reunion, like he got a little bit of justice. Like justice was served. Do we need to close down the show? Like (laughs) we have no like 
causes. Meaning, we like, have no causes. We are not cause driven anymore. <laughs> like our pr- that's crazy. I can't believe you put that together. That is true. That is both why we started the show. Yeah. But I think that if we put our heads together, there's people out there who deserve justice too. 100%. And I'm sure we say, like, their names all the time. Yeah, so I just thought, like, I don't know if we're going to need it today, but I just think the gavels should constantly be within reach because they're an integral part of who we are, and we shouldn't be ashamed of where we came from. I am not ashamed of where we came from whatsoever. Speaking of things, I just, I'm- like, they're a little loud, and so if, as long as you're not, like, banging it on the table, like, the gavels can stay. No promises. I want to get you, like, a little gavel bang, like the thing. Oh, yo, I need, cup. like, a matching mallard. Yes. Is that what it's called? It sounds right. Um, speaking of things I'm not ashamed of... That segue is like a little delayed. Uh, today we have an amazing guest on the show today. We're so excited. We were talking last week about a guest we were going to have. Unfortunately, she did have to postpone, but she came back. Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules is here. We interviewed with her via Zoom. So if you're listening as a podcast, just keep listening. It'll be at the end of the episode. And we did record with her on Zoom. So if you want to watch on YouTube, that's available on our channel now. So check that out. I'm very exciting. So exciting. We, were you fangirling? Was, I was fangirling. Plus, I just read her book. And so I just felt like so in tune with... Lala and also the show hasn't been on in so long that you know sometimes your your faves come and go Mm -hmm. but like Lala is someone for for me who will always just be like top five favorite people on television yeah I feel like when we always like if we get asked like who are ideal guests for your show like in your top five of like Kelly Clarkson Kim Lala like sometimes make it makes it in there yeah like depending on the season and like what's on TV you know so I that's how strongly I feel about her it was a pleasure to talk to her and see her doing so well and she shared like some tea about the new season yeah so it's a really she um, was an open book for sure she is an open book and she just wrote an open book 100% but there's always more for her to give of Lala so that was really fun check that out also um the bachelor Lorette was on last night um I did not watch I was busy you know I'm in like my Olympic trial phase so, like I had to watch that you're so sporty and you know who's not sporty other girls and I'm not like other girls <laughs> and honestly I feel like I've been watching a lot of track and field and I feel so dumb do you know why it's called track and field um no no okay because like the track they run on the track yeah yeah is the running part and then in the middle uh, of the, the track is, is the field f- and that's where they do like shot put javelin so it's like track and field. That seems pretty self-explanatory. No, I just like I just always thought like track and field was the running, but it's all the sports, the ones on the, the track ones, and, and the, the ones, ones on, on the field. field. I'm sure if you thought about it longer, you would have gotten there. I also just want to say like we have within our midst like an Olympic toaster, Emma Coburn. And I was watching last night the track and field. She didn't run. She ran on um, Sunday, and I'm pretty sure she like won the whole thing. She's like literally going to be like American pride, and she's a toaster. Yeah, and like she's such a big deal in the running industry because like I was watching um, the runs last night, and like her husband's like a really big time. We're watching the runs. I had the runs last night, and the, her husband's <laughs> like a really big time coach, and he coached all these girls who are like killing it. So it's like you love to see toaster energy just like radiating throughout the Olympic industry. I think toaster energy and Olympic energy are actually quite similar they're like super patriotic super like positive steamy vibes cheering excitement I think like maybe we should make all the Olympians Olympians on the flight to Tokyo like listen to episodes of the morning toast a hundred percent blasted through the planes yeah blasted (laughs) oh that's not a good word no, like blasted through the planes. Blair, Blair, yeah, Blair, 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 Waldorf, Blair Waldorf, yeah. through the planes. Um, we have a great show. 
We do have a great show. I just wanted to give a little content update on my end because I've been reading and last night I finished this book I was reading called The Second Season by Emily Adrian. It doesn't come out t- till July. Thanks, NetGalley. Um, but I didn't love it. I think maybe if you're a big fan of basketball, you would like it more. It's like all about basketball. So what? Yeah, she's a sports reporter. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So, but it was too much basketball for me. Yeah, I have not read a book in like so long. Well, last night I started Malibu Rising because I was just like, it's time to treat myself. Yeah. And Margot re- is reading it. Dana read it. So we're going to do a mini recap on the next Redheads episode. Mm. So if you want to start it, like we could talk about it too. I know that's just like a book I'm saving and I don't want to read it in my sad fucking one bedroom apartment. Like but I want to read it on the beach. Let it transport you. Like I guess. There's actually a few things I like need to read. Um, and I just am in a rut because like I started the new Lauren Weisberger book stunk i started we were liars that like everyone on tiktok was like felling over stunk um so now i'm just like feeling like i can't win you know i know yeah. i like malibu rising after i read malibu rising and then the redheads book the nature of fragile things which i've heard is amazing by susan meisner episode drops next week i'm making a pact to myself to like no longer read bad stupid books like read BSBs. read the books that are like renowned top of the list like just read the good books yeah can i ask you a Even question if they take longer and they're harder like i i want to get more out of it there's nothing worse than like wasting your time on a stupid book what do you mean by stupid like i'm not like the i'm cringing the characters are not american royals yeah like they're not the characters are not inspiring like yeah. i i'm not learning anything and i'm just like it's as if i'm watching like the dumbest reality tv show yeah okay you know yeah so that's, I mean, I've been reading serious books, but then what starts to happen is like, you don't, if you don't like one of those and you're like, wow, I just want something light that I can yeah. breeze through. I just feel like you don't just swear off like a whole catalog. Like just read what you feel like. No, I'm not going to swear them off, but I'm going to make a concerted effort to like read better books. Okay. You know? Hashtag do better. Yeah. No, that's, that's what's up for me. So we've great show. I think we should get into it because I want everyone to hear our Lala Kent interview and I really don't have much else to share. I've just been like, you know, in the track and field. Oh, okay. Well, then without further ado, do, 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 where are you? Not here, as previously mentioned. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And today's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who's hiring, you probably face a lot of challenges when it comes to finding the right person. Whether that's not finding enough applicants with the right skills or experience, there's too many resumes to sort through, but you need to hire ASAP, and you don't know where to post your job to reach the right people. That's why hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to a board, but then all you can do is hope that the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. So when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets down to over 100 top job sites in one click. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. It's no wonder over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs, including the morning toast. We can attest to the fabulousness of ZipRecruiter. So while other companies overwhelm you with way too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for, the needle in the haystack. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. Again, the only way to get ZipRecruiter for free is ZipRecruiter.com slash toast, T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Love it. Okay, first story. A-Rod is partying with Ben Affleck's ex, Lindsay Shookus. 
This is so lame. This is so sad, you guys. A-Rod was spotted hanging out with Ben Affleck's ex, Lindsay Shookus, at her birthday party on Saturday, a video obtained by Page Six Reveals. In the clip, the two are sitting right beside each other at an intimate backyard gathering. The timing of Shookus and A-Rod's hangout sparks interest given that their respective exes, Affleck and J-Lo, rekindled romance. Why can't you say Ben Affleck? I guess I did say Affleck again. Yeah. Just something cute about you're me. So, you're not like other girls. <laughs> so quirky. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of Shookus and A-Rod's hangout sparks interest, giving that re- their respective exes, a- Affleck and J-Lo, rekindled romance continues to heat up. You, you threw a wrench into my <laughs> Sorry. Reading. I just want to say, like, I went from having, like, being obsessed with A-Rod, mostly because of his relationship with J-Lo and, like, his, you know, being on Shark Tank. There was just, like, so mm-hmm. much that I loved about him for the last few years. And in the last six months, I have lost every ounce of respect I have for, for him. First yeah. of all, like, the Madison LaCroix thing. Like, don't fuck around on J-Lo. Respect, gone. Second, some of those photos that came out from his promo um, <laughs> for his new male makeup company. Like, sorry, they did make me laugh. They just looked weird. Um, two. Three, this. Like, this is so fucking losery. I can't. Oh, and. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I was on TikTok yesterday. My, literally, I am. I'm obsessed with kids um, who are on TikTok whose parents are famous. It's like, I, it's my favorite kind of content to follow. And so I've followed a lot of people. And so the, the algorithm knows what to serve me. And I saw one of A-Rod's daughters and they did such an inappropriate dance. Like I literally, the comments were like, it's not too late to delete this. Call your therapist. Like it was really inappropriate. Like, so there's just a lot of things happening. Like I do not fuck with A-Rod anymore. Like I actually have zero respect for him. Yeah, I agree. Usually when we like see like revenge exes getting together, like sometimes we're here for it, you know, like when Madison looked and Jay Cutler were that was fun. Um, speaking, but just like when you're meant to be so A-list, like there's just things that you are above. There's lines you don't cross. And, but you did it. Yeah, I just think this is so illusory. And I actually have so many thoughts about like J-Lo and A-Rod because that company, Hims, that was like his makeup for men company, also had a hers. And it was J-Lo's company. It was like a hair product. And I just saw a commercial for it. It's so like they're still in business together. Damn. Hims and hers or something. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, J-Lo seems to be living her absolute... Sucks for A-Rod. So, yeah, it's just, like, annoying to be, yeah. like, tethered to someone when you're so clearly moved on. Yeah. Which is so crazy. How did these two even meet? Like, she's not really, like, a traditional celebrity. She's an, an SNL producer. A rep for Page Six said that there's nothing romantic there, but... Um, a rep for... Sorry, A-Rod said there's nothing romantic there, that they've been friends for 15 years. What a fucking lie. What a coincidence. Yeah, what? Let me guess. They met on SNL 15 years ago when he... Like, that's just not it. I mean, that's that could have happened. No, maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry, it doesn't. I agree. I agree. This is so losery. Like, I just we keep reporting on stories, and this is like the segment. Like, let's lose more respect for a Rod. Like, he's such a loser now, and I thought he was like so cool, and I loved him with J Lo. It's just so crazy how your opinion of someone can change so drastically so quickly. Yeah, it's really crazy. Now, like when I see a story about him, I'm getting close to like fully Chinaing him. Like, yeah, I think he's such like a media like weasel like I'm just I'm really done with him no I totally agree and understand thank you so much for being understanding at this time you're welcome are you ready for our next story which is a little streaming news that's really going to shake up the industry hmm. Netflix and Steven Spielberg have struck a surprising production deal in a jaws dropping turn of events oh, filmmaker God. Steven Spielberg has struck a multi-year deal to supply movies for Netflix Spielberg's Amblin partners and Netflix announced an agreement in which a studio will make multiple new films for the streaming giant over the course of the agreement. The Netflix deal has no restrictions regarding budget or genre, insiders told The Hollywood Reporter. 
and this partnership does not impact his relationship with Comcast Corp's Universal Pictures. This is a surprising deal because he sort of has publicly slammed, you know, these the streaming, streaming services in a few years. He said that a few years ago, he said that Netflix like movies shouldn't be contenders at the Oscars. Oh, I guess they still shouldn't then. <laughs> I think that's for the best. Take your own advice, Stephen. Um, also, financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. Well, so let's use like a point of reference. How many movies is it? Like I, a couple? It's a multi-year deal. Because like Adam Sandler, I think, was contracted Netflix to do like five movies and he got paid like $300 million, And I, I think Steven Spielberg would get paid more than Adam Sandler. Yeah. No, I'm sure the money was right. Yeah. So I, it's nice to know that even Steven, Steven Spielberg like, can, can be, be bought. bought. Yeah. You know, because... I never thought I had much in common with Steven Spielberg, but here we are. Here we are. The thing is, is that um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people will be excited about this. Like, personally, I like to watch, like, bad movies. Like, I don't think I've ever even seen a Steven Spielberg movie. Like, I've never seen Jaws. What else? E.T.? Schindler's oh, that List. one was good. Oh, sorry, I take it back. Hold on, let me go to Steven Spielberg. Schindler's List is an incredible film. So amazing. Hold on, let me. Oh, also, I saw a story today that I meant to send to you. Are we talking about Adrian Brody? No, but what do you want to... Oh, no. Why? What do you want to say? Adrian Brody was spotted out, or he's dating... I can't remember who it was, but it was really shocking. Give me oh one Oh, my second. God. So he's not dating Georgina Chapman. Oh, that's who it was. Oh, he's been dating her. Has he? Yeah, we've spoken about this. No, we haven't. Because yes, they were we spotted. Have. They were at Tribeca Film Festival. They walked the carpet together, and I was shook. They have been dating, like, since the old... Since our last studio. No. Yeah. I didn't know. I think that's honestly an amazing couple. Like, you know what? Justice for Georgina Chapman, like she has been through a lot. And Adrian Brody is a stand-up guy, I think. I did sit next to him at a dinner party once. That's like my favorite story. Yeah. No, they've been dating for a while. I'm glad to see it's going well. Are you ready for the movies that have been directed by Steven Spielberg? Yes. Ready Player One. Never saw it, but I see it everywhere. The Post. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Oh, no, I didn't see that one either. Bridge of Spies. Missed that one too. (laughs) (laughs) BFG. No, mm. must have missed it. Lincoln saw it, fell asleep three separate oh, times. By the way, by the way, the nerve. We are still waiting on an apology from Steven Spielberg for subjecting us to that trash movie. It was so bad. We all fell asleep. Yeah. Me, you, and Margot conked the fuck out for the whole movie. Tintin, never, never saw heard it. of it. War Horse, mm, must have missed it. War of the Worlds, yeah. The Terminal, Mm-mm. Indiana Jones, heard of it. Munich, never saw it, but should see it. A good story, I think. Well, a bad story. Well, yeah, like... like a yeah. story that you should know. Thank you. Catch Me If You Can. Oh, so good. Leo's best work. Minority Report. Never heard of it. Artificial Intelligence. Sounds good. Saving Private Ryan. Heard of it. Never heard seen of, it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Amistad. Never so seen it. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, this is great. I don't know if I'll be personally impacted because I don't really flock towards Steven Spielberg's movie. Like, I'm, I'm not that person. It's like, got to go see the new Spielberg film, you know? Yeah. I'm not I don't know. The, maybe that's something that comes with age. A hundred percent. Because, you know, I'm really... Um, who's the guy who did Midnight in Paris? Woody Allen. Oh, sorry. Ew. Never mind. Right? Yeah, yeah, no. You're 100% right. No, that's not him. Oh, I'm thinking of Martin Scorsese. Okay. He did The Irishman? Yes, and he did um, our favorite movie, Shutter Island. Did he? Right? I don't know. By the way, Shutter Island is the movie that started it all here at the Morning Toast. Yeah, we have Shutter Island to thank for everything. Yes, Martin Scorsese. So I feel like I'm more of a Scorsese kind of girl than a Spielberg kind of gal. But I don't know, maybe I'll just start maturing and flock towards Spielberg. But I'm happy for all the people who like, you know, the cinephiles who are excited about this Spielberg Netflix deal. I'm just personally um, 
probably not going to see any, any of them. Here are some Scorsese movies. He definitely has some that, you, that you've never seen. Unless Steven Spielberg is directing the new season of Love is Blind, I probably am not going to see it. Unless Steven Spielberg will be responsible for reviving this society, which, by the way, I think we, is Spielberg level. Jackie, I completely agree. And that should be part of his deal. I wish Steven Spielberg <laughs> had like a granddaughter who listened to the toast. Who's like, Pops, please. Please, please. It's such a good idea. And honestly, like he could make it brilliant. 100%. But he would never do TV. A hundred percent. Well, it's not TV. It's like series. I could see him doing a series. Like, yeah. Like a mini series. Like mm-hmm. a Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to talk about Martin Scorsese? You want to move on? Sure. Because other movies that are Martin Scorsese. Or as I- Lala Ken calls him, Marty. Wolf of Wall Street. Seen it. Aviator. No. Oh, you never saw that one? It was mm-hmm. good. The Departed. I never mm-hmm. saw it, but I've heard, I've heard good things. Casino. I think I've seen that. Yes, of course I've seen that one. Robert De Niro. And, but there's also a lot, a lot of others that we haven't seen. So Yeah, I just think I'm more of a Scorsese kind of girl. Okay, cool, cool. And by the way, that's Italian. Scorsese. Thank you for the pronunciation. You're welcome. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Oh, no, I'm not. You're not. Because I'm feeling very tired. Weak. Uh-oh, I think she needs some liquid IV to revive her. How did you know? Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. The Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support is a cutting-edge blend of vitamin C, zinc, and Wellmune in convenient single-serve packets to help strengthen your immune system. Vitamin C is well-known to help protect your body and support good health. Zinc, the second most abundant trace mineral in your body, supports immune cell health and function. The blend is powered by CTT, cellular transport technology, which is designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other nutrients. Nutrients. The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers water and key nutrients into the bloodstream faster. So if you have sh- trouble drinking water, um, which I do, it's just like not something I'm particularly good at, Liquid IV can just really help you out because you get two to three times more hydrated from a bottle of water that has liquid IV. So it makes it easier for you to drink water. It tastes really, really good. And it just helps you out throughout the day, like not feel fatigued, not if I don't drink a lot of water, I get like migraines. So there's just a lot of really good benefits to liquid IV. Also, um, little trick of the trade, if you're hungover, a liquid IV can truly save a life. Mm-hmm. Get your liquid IV hydration multiplier plus immune, immune support in bulk at Costco, or you can order online and get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code toast at checkout. When you purchase Liquid IV, you're joining the mission to help people live better everywhere because with every purchase, they are donating a serving of Liquid IV to someone in need. So again, that's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Love it. Thank you for that, Claudia. You are so welcome. I'm I'm feeling so much better. I now feel as though we are ready. Me too. T-Pain says that Usher's comments about autotune made him depressed for four years. Oh my God. I feel like if I've learned anything in the last couple years... T-Pain is a P-Jom. Mm-hmm. Have you changed his name to T-Jom? <laughs> Have you seen this story? No. T-Pain says he fell into a four-year-long depression after oh. Usher told him that his use of autotune wrecked the music industry. The rapper <laughs> makes the stunning revelation on the upcoming Netflix series, This Is Pop, saying the statement from his famous friend caused him deep pain. He said, Usher was my friend. I really respect Usher. And he said, I'm going to tell you something, man. You kind of fucked up music. And then he was like, yeah, man, you really fucked up music for real singers. I was like, what did I do? I came out and I used oh autotune. God. I'm literally going to cry. No, this is so upsetting. He was like, yeah, you fucked it up. Jackie. I'm like, but I used it. I didn't tell everybody else to start using it. Is this what you said you wanted to get justice for when you said earlier in the show? Because justice for T-Pain. Yes. This is so mean and disgraceful. And like, okay, Usher, like, not cool. Not cool. Oh. And also, when I think of autotune, I mean, of course, T-Pain's music uses autotune, but I wouldn't 
I wouldn't say that he ruined the music industry. First of all, I wouldn't say that. Second, I wouldn't really say T-Pain uses autotune. He kind of uses like a megaphone. It's like, a, it's just an effect. Autotune takes a bad voice and makes it a good voice. Whereas I think as T-Pain put like a different spin, it, it like, it's like, a, it's like. No, but also like, I think the issue with autotune is when people use it and they're trying to hide the fact that they're using it and they're setting this like unrealistic standard, standard of what things sound like. Yeah. But that was never what T-Pain was doing. Like it's the it, the sound was auto-tuned. And I just want to say like that's the T-Pain music of like the early 2000s fucking slaps. And a lot of people um, like copied that method. Like in a lot of popular songs, like you hear people masking their voice with like a robot type. And I think it's cool. Well, it's just... I- Usher would say that that ruined music. No, it created a new genre. Yeah. Like, not everyone was blessed with, you know, the vocal glands of an angel, Usher. Some of us have to work hard for it. <laughs> I think this yeah. is so rude and, like, like elitist. Like, okay, good for you and your perfect voice. Like, some of us are trying to make it out here and we don't have, like, the God-given some talents. Some of us have to get creative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad about this at all. Um, but Even now, though people did say I used too much auto-tune on my On your song, song. And how did that make you feel? Um... Where's the lie, you know? Yeah, it's like Facetune. It's like Facetune, and honestly, like, what, you want the song to sound worse just because I'm too proud to use auto-tune? No. And I do have a good voice. Like, I have nothing to hide. I totally agree. Honey, down we gonna have a good time. Yeah. That was good. Tell him. A thousand hands up to this guy. Stream Toast, available on Spotify and all music streaming platforms. Netflix's show This Is Pop is an eight-part series exploring untold stories from some of the most notable notable moments in pop music history. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, the series also features interviews with ABBA's Benny Anderson, Shania Twain, Brandi Carlile, Chuck D, Babyface, Orville Peck, members of Boys to Men, and the Backstreet Boys. Hmm. The series will be released in full on June 22nd. Well, would you look at that? That's any day now. It's today. Oh, (laughs) how exciting. That actually does sound really good. Sounds like a VH1 type of show, like The Fabulous Life of, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited about this. I think that I'm constantly looking for new content, and I'll probably be watching this. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Backstreet Boys, I watched like a podcast interview that AJ McLean did, and it was really inspiring. You know, he's sober since... 2001 or something. Yes, we do. You knew that too. Yes, I knew that too. But do you know how and why he got sober? Mm -hmm. Like they were out um, somewhere throwing out the pitch at an MLB game and he like partied the whole night before. He said he was going through an ounce of cocaine a night and like a half a bottle of Jack Daniels a night and he woke up to do the MLB thing. He was like, I just don't want to go. And Kevin from the Backstreet Boys, who's not Kevin Federline, right? Nope. Okay. He barged in and like broke down the door and like literally screamed and like said like really like hard truths to AJ McLean and he was like you're dead to me and AJ McLean flew to Phoenix and got into rehab and has been sober ever since wow and I think that's why the Backstreet Boys are still together like they're truly a band of brothers and they're there for each other literally even in you know when it's not easy wow and even little me like knew that Kevin was you know such a great guy well little me thought Kevin from Backstreet Boys legitimately was Kevin Federline up until a year ago yeah also little you was like on the fence about the whole debate as you always are don't spoil anything I detail it all in my New York Times best-selling book Claudia Ashray girl with no job no that's not the name of the book girl with no job the crazy beautiful life of an Instagram thirst monster available literally anywhere it's a New York Times bestseller don't come for me Um, thank you for that. And also interesting story about AJ McLean. What podcast was it? I don't know. It just came up on TikTok. So like, oh. it was just really, it might not, actually, I think it was ET Canada, not a podcast, but he was like sitting in front of a podcast mic. It was just really inspiring. So, so my- <laughs> no, it was like a podcast mic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a podcast mic, you're a podcaster. Yeah. Like this one. Yeah. Like stunning. big and dramatic. By the way, I have been meaning to say this on the show for weeks. When you were somewhere and I had like friends and family week. Ben sat next to me, and after the show, he's like, I don't know how you sit in front of these mics, because they say right here, Heil. 
And I'm like, what? And he's right. Can you see it on this side? Yeah. No, I have one right here. H-E-I-L. I guess the name of this company is Heil, which is just like not a great name for two Jewish podcasters, but it is what it is. And I literally never noticed it until Ben pointed it out. That's really funny. It was so funny. Wow. Okay. Are we ready for our next story? A little more content news. Today's just like a day of content, but this is an interesting one. Sure. The downfall of Hillsong Church will be explored in a new Discovery Plus docu-series. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Called Breaking Hillsong. Ooh, that's salacious. There's, I, I mean, even before the documentary, I have so many questions about what go, went on in Hillsong. Like, Justin, Selena, Haley, so many celebrities, so many celebrities, so many celebrities. Morning breath, like, what happened? Morning breath. <laughs> but also, I actually know a few people who belong to the church, and they love it. Like, they're yeah. not, like, cult. Like, they just, they go to church, and that's the church they go to, and they love it. They say it's, like, really amazing. So I'm just curious, like, where it all went wrong. Yeah, but I also, I mean, I haven't really followed, and I'm sure Breaking Hillsong will explain, but it always kind of seemed like this church is a mega church. There's so many members, but there was also this celebrity arm that did, like, yes. the marketing and the, and the PR, and I think that arm, like, started to fall apart. And I think it took the whole thing down. Really? You don't think that the congregation is intact? Oh, I don't know. It's Breaking Hillsong makes it seem like it's over. Okay, well... Hillsong's church high-profile challenges will soon play out on the small screen. Discovery Plus on Monday announced a three-part documentary expose called Breaking Hillsong, which will stream on the service as a limited series. The project will chronicle the headline-making world of global star-studded megachurch Hillsong and the downfall of its ultra-hip celebrity senior pastor, Carl Lentz. Who was once a guest on this show. This series will feature exclusive interviews with people like Ranin Kareem, who claims she had a five-month affair with Lentz, and profiles of current and former members of the church who have come forward en masse to share harrowing stories of the trauma, abuse, financial, and labor exploitation, homophobia, and racism that created a culture of chaos at Hillsong, according to the release. Oh, man. I mean, this is actually, like, a a good subject for a documentary. I feel like recently we've been getting, like, the documentaries nobody asked for. Like, you know, there's no real drama. Like, when we were just watching that We Work one, it was like they were just trying so hard to, like, make drama. And, like, it wasn't that crazy. No, it really Um, wasn't. But I actually feel like this will uncover a lot. And I think this is great for the streaming wars, Discovery Plus. I haven't been... I mean, I've been telling you guys, Discovery Plus has got their shit together. I mean, for someone who's so passionate about it, you didn't give me your password when I asked repeatedly. So I never got to experience it. It doesn't sound like me. No, it actually is you. Maybe it was another girl. It's you, but you're not like other girls. It was you. But I I don't even know where it would start to know what my password is. I don't even know what email address. Actually, it's my email address. You didn't even like try and like... Give me like, that seems like so much effort. You know what? If you want a Discovery Plus, like support. Why should we be paying for multiple Support services? your streamers. I just did subscribe to Paramount Plus. I'm kind of over it now. That's what happens. I read a uh, study. It was like so scientific. You are constantly reading studies. <laughs> that the average. So with the streaming wars, it's like how many services will people yeah. subscribe for? Average, what people are doing is seven. Wow. But... I feel like, and I don't think I'm the only one who does this. Like, I pay for Paramount Plus, and then I use like a family Netflix. Like, I Olivia. Okay, so you Disney game Plus. the system, but I would say even I'm sure that I feel like most people do that with their yeah, family. I'm sure, but still, like, how many of the platforms are you even interested in going to find a way to get? So I think seven, including like your, the way that you steal other people's passwords. Yeah. You probably use seven of them. Yeah, the only one I really haven't downloaded or tried was Discovery Plus. But and this you're might be out. no, this might be the thing to get me there. Yeah, 
you are really missing out. Discovery Plus has like the most soothing content. Well, aside from this, but these days when you open your Apple TV and you like just you don't know what you're gonna watch, you're gonna look for something. Where do you go? I really try to avoid that. Like I always turn my TV on with purpose. I'm like, oh, oh my god, you are so annoying. Just no, answer the question. No, no, no. Like I literally don't even do that anymore. That's like crazy. I always know what I'm gonna watch next because my contemplate is so full. Okay, so all right, let me ask a different question. Okay. For all the streaming services that have come out in the last couple of years, what is your favorite one? Ooh, I mean. Like, as of now. It, it can change, but mine's HBO Max. Oh, I don't really. I, like. The Big Shot was on there. Friends is on there. I loved Hacks. All Sex in the City that I rewatched recently was on there. Netflix is actually, like, literally my least favorite platform. I don't know if I can give you an answer because I just like know what I'm going to watch. I search it and I hope that where it is, I already subscribe. Okay. I'm so sorry for the disappointing answer. I mean, like literally the biggest disappointment of all time. I'm so sorry. I'll think about it harder. I'll have an answer for you next time. Well, when does this documentary come out? Because I'm definitely going to be keeping up with the lenses. <laughs> um, the documentary comes out. It doesn't say. Cool, cool, so cool. Maybe we'll it like just got started. We'll keep you posted. We'll keep you abreast. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the fifth and final story that's brought to you by the zebra? Yes. Think about all the purchases you made in quarantine. Those late night pizza deliveries, the mini succulents. There's one of your biggest purchases of the year, insurance. Americans overspend on car and home insurance by the billions every year. And that's money that could have been spent on more retail therapy. And that's where the zebra comes in. The zebra is the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. In minutes, you can compare policies from every major provider for free, all in one independent marketplace. After a few questions, the zebra pairs people with the right insurance company for them, helping everyone save time and money. Buy online or over the phone with one of their licensed insurance agents. There are no hidden fees or fine print about your personal information. Best of all, the Zebra has no stake in the policy you choose. They're just there to help you find the right coverage. Make insurance your smartest purchase yet. Visit thezebra.com slash toast to get your free quote today. That's visit that's thezebra.com slash toast. Again, thezebra.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Thank you for letting us know that the Zebra is sponsoring Constantly. The final story. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of complaints about that. What? Yeah. I've gotten so much love. Where do we go from here? I think we have to People are like, say 50% don't like it and 50% love it. We just have to decide how we feel about it. Okay. That's real. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because like some days I'm really into it and some days I'm not. Oh, I think. Are you it into it every day? Yes, like because once we get into it, like it gives the the Wait. boost of serotonin that we Wait. need. I'm sorry, you didn't make it a story, Chloe and Tristan, because I didn't want to offend you. Well, no, because you didn't want me. You don't want me to say I was right. No, I didn't want you to fall asleep on the couch saying how exhausted you are. I am. We need to how, talk about it. Okay, please talk. Pull about up it. a story. Okay, I mean here's they officially the, called they the officially quits. Officially called the quits. Period. More cheating allegations. Tana Mojo is involved. One Tristan. Three girls in a room. Let me read. First one at the party. Yeah. Tana Mojo tweeted something about her birthday party over the I weekend. I just want to let you know I didn't choose it because I was scared of your reaction. No, because now I feel even more... Justified? Justified in me wanting to cancel them. Okay. Okay. All I know to tweet about my birthday party last night is that Tristan Thompson was one of the first attendees. Like, babe, where's true? And someone responded to it in like a mean way and Chloe liked it. Some person responded, shut the fuck up. This screams attention seeking at its finest because you know damn well that that man is going to make headlines over anything pertaining to women. You're a bird. Don't speak on true either, weird ass hoe. And Chloe liked that tweet. Then literally. Because okay, I just want to say like him being on time for a party like doesn't 
say anything about anything. No, no, no. But then the Daily Mail like had this story and pictures of Clo- of him at I think this same party entering a room with three girls coming out looking all disheveled. disheveled. Maybe they were you know cleaning, but. I have other ideas. Maybe they were doing TikTok dances. Yeah, and that does make one look quite disheveled. Yeah, it's exhausting. But then it seems Chloe broke up with him, so maybe she knows something for sure that we... Yeah, so they released a statement. And honestly, like, I feel justified in my feelings from before. Like, of course, we have to report on it, and it is exhausting to keep up with these two, Um, especially after we just, like, saw this Keeping Up With The Kardashians reunion. Um, These two are a circus. You're so mean to them. Am I? Look what they constantly put us through. No, you know what? Not even them. Because I, I can't just, even blame Chloe. But like, girl, like how many times are we going to take someone back before they learn? I don't know. I feel like we were like, from the way that we saw it, we all understood why she took him back. No, and I feel like this last season of Kardashians was really like a PR machine for Tristan because we were all like, oh my God, he's so cute. He's trying so hard. Like la, we la, could la. all leave the past in the past. But that is just so crazy that he would go and do that again. I, I'm sure Chloe is beside herself him, and done with him period so is this the third time or fourth if you count the girl from the no jumper podcast fourth if you count her i don't know if i'm she posted like a cryptic message you know of course she did yeah i don't know if i believe that but it's three maybe four yeah but that we know of yeah and so it's definitely more than that got it i can't believe you didn't choose that like while you're looking out for me like no when i heard the news yesterday i think zach told me i was like okay cool like we're not talking about it no okay cool it's just like irrelevant at this point like it's one of those things you hear about so much about someone like you just don't care anymore you lose interest yeah you really do we're fatigued but i just wanted to the real reason i brought this out today justice for you justice for me like i and justice for everyone who's tired of being tired and i tried to give you justice like in the form of not, not ex- talking about not it, exhausting but like you. we are the millennial like pop culture morning show. And that's literally the only thing that happened yesterday. For sure. So the headline, they broke up. It's done. I think it's actually done this time. I hope so. Yeah. I've moved on. Yeah. And I think maybe like Chloe needs to start um, dating different types of people. Like maybe someone who's not famous. Or no, who's I not totally an athlete. agree. Like that episode where MJ and Chris, like that go, guy from Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. They go like looking for cute guys for Chloe and they found so many who would have been like, she really should try going out with someone. Not famous, regular job. Like that guy from Dick's Sporting Good was low key hot and he was a trainer and Chloe's always looking for new trainers. Yeah. And like MJ said, she needs an accountant. Yeah. MJ knows what's up. She needs a businessman bow. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now it's time for the final story. It's the final story. Do 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 do. You're so off. I'm. No, you took like a breath and you. No, I know. Okay, okay. But I was still on the eight count. But go. Are you going to yell at me? You can't rush art. <laughs> you can't rush art. Okay. No, now I don't feel safe. <laughs> go, go, go. No, no, no. It's fine. Forget it. It's the fucking final no, no, story. No, go, okay? Go, go. Okay? No, do it. Do it. No, do it. Do it. Nobody wants to hear me saying. Yes, they do. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Suddenly she's shot. Okay, no, ready? I'm Come not on. good enough. Come on. Stop with the beats, okay? Stunning. Thank you. Okay, well, the fifth and final story is a little science news because scientists say that they found a solution for the hiccups. 
Ugh, enough with these scientists. Why don't you give us real solutions, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I how to actually, be, you know, how to lose weight with doing, without doing anything. Like, that is some valuable science. Honestly, I consider this valuable science. And maybe if you suffered from the hiccups, you would know what it's like to value this piece of science. But I don't. No, I've gotten hiccups. Like, it's definitely annoying. It's not like a, you know, life urgent, like. No, it's like the most annoying thing to have hiccups. But like, which scientists? Like, what else should these scientists be working on? No, you know, I, I feel can, like there's more I can pressing think of issues. A number of things that they should be working on, but instead, they've <laughs> <laughs> they've invented a straw that apparently cures the hiccups. Okay, wait. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Straw? It's a straw. Is it metal? Oh, unclear. Because it looks like it might be of the rubber. Adrian Brody. No, Adrian Grenier. Yeah. Did not put his neck on the line. Just for scientists to invent a new no, kind of No, it's definitely not. It's not, not disposable. Like, it's something that you would use... Multiple times? Multiple times. Okay. So, here's the thinking. When you get hiccups, the diaphragm and the intercoastal muscles suddenly contract. The subsequent abrupt intake of air causes the opening between the vocal folds, known as the glottis, to shut, resulting in a hick sound, often to the embarrassment of the afflicted and the amusement of others. Who wrote this article? The Guardian. <laughs> But while home remedies abound, a team of scientists say they have come up with a new answer. Called the Forced Inspiratory Suction and Swallow Tool, the FISST, and patented as Hickaway. It's $14. It's a plastic device, and it's a rigid L-shaped straw that has a mouthpiece at one end and an adjustable cap with the pressure valve in the form of a small hole at the other. Hiccuping people place the device into a glass of water and use it to sip. That's it? Yeah. I'm getting one. No, I mean, like, it's good. I just, one's not an ad. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like the scientists should kind of be, like, refocusing on more, you know, important issues. Like, there's so much wrong in the world. You know, medical, scientific, climate. Like, there's all these things. And, like, these guys are like, we made a straw, <laughs> you know? No, no, I think these are small wins. Like, you were just at dinner with the Snatcher the other night, and she had the hiccups. Yeah, and, like, honestly, it was so funny. I never laughed so hard in my life. So, like, why would the scientists want to take that away from us? No, I think we were the scientists, up, the scientists like, are protecting those who have, like, there's, okay, for the first few, they're funny, but then they are so annoying. They are. They're so annoying, and they, and they hurt. You know, I'm just being negative. Like, great, this is awesome, but, like, it took us until 2021 to solve the hiccups. I mean, some people think they have the solution, and this isn't, you know, 100%, but I will be trying it. Yeah, honestly, all these, like, you know, drink water upside down. Someone has to scare you. Hold your breath for eight seconds. None of that shit works. Like, they just go away. No, you just have to, like, go to sleep. Yeah, no, like, you just have to... Like, like, stop. No, yeah. No, because then, like, they go away, and you're like, oh, my God, it worked. You scared me. No, it was just, like, the time was up for the hiccups. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So those are the Fast Five stories. Feel as though you definitely needed to know them. You definitely, definitely did. And I learned a lot. Like, Adrian Brody and Georgina Chapman are dating. Like, I can't get over and that. And they've been dating. For years. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up our show? No. I mean, enjoy our interview with Lala. It was such a fun one to record. A and pleasure. we will see you tomorrow for hump day. And I, I think Dew will be here. I yeah, really, he will. I really do. And we've got Dear Toasters tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be a very exciting day. Thank you so much for spending your morning with us. And I think one of the Real Housewives is on tonight, right? Oh, yeah. I want to say New York. 
Beverly Hills. Whatever. Whatever it is, we'll be watching it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to the... Oh, it's New York. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Goodbye. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. We have such an exciting guest of honor today. We are joined by Lala Kent, who perhaps has had the busiest, most productive year of any of us. Yeah. She had a baby. She wrote a book. She started a baby line. Now you're back filming Vanderpump Rules. Hi, Lala. How are you? Hi, my loves. I'm so good. How are you? We're so excited to give them Lala. Before we dive in, can we get a definition? What does that entail, giving Lala? Well, so originally give them Lala when I exited the show season five and people were, you know, sending me messages being like, why did you leave? And so I was like, give the people what they want, give them Lala. So it came from a very like egotistical uh, place. As I got older and I like to say, as I matured and evolved, it became something where it was more of like, just be who you are and give them who you are and do it unapologetically. So it took on a whole different meaning. Definitely. Well, we just had a chance to read your book, Give Them Lala, which wherein you do give us a lot of Lala and a lot of Lauren. And I felt like the book was so heartwarming, first of all. So congratulations on writing a really wonderful memoir. It's so nice to hear, like as some two people who are such big fans of yours, it's so nice to see every different side of you. And we've loved you at your, you know, your man made out with my friend. We've, we've loved you through it all, but to see you at this place in your life, it's, it must be, you must feel such peace right now. I really do. And the reason I decided to write the book was it wasn't because I thought that my story was just so interesting that it had to be told. It was obviously that was a part of it because you want people to be entertained when they're reading your book, but it was really just me wanting to, to purge a lot. And, you know, when you enter reality TV and you only see, you know, an hour episode for however many weeks, it, it doesn't always make sense why someone is the way they have turned out to be like, what did they go through in their little lifetime that made them like, want to clap back. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, it was like getting rid of the scarlet letter on my chest when it came to how my fiance and I came to be and really just why I kind of react the way that I do. And I was hoping that that would be relatable for people and for people to feel less alone and less hard on themselves. Yeah, no, that definitely comes through. Does it feel like this weight has been lifted off your shoulders now that you've shared your story? I think it was like on the last page where you said, you know, this book is meant to like answer your questions and that is it. Um, Like here's are your answers and you can refer to the book. (laughs) So is it nice to have that weight off of you? (laughs) It's so nice. And strangely, going into this season of Vanderpump Rules, I've actually felt so different about things where before it was like, I would think about every single move that I was making and then beat myself up for things. And once, you know, I wrote this book and kind of told my story this year, going into filming and kind of just my day-to-day life. It's like, I don't need to explain this to you. Like things happen. Life isn't perfect. I don't really need to explain why this, that, and the other happened. It's probably going to happen again. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) 
Yeah. And don't you think that's also just kind of like a, a growth part of becoming a mom now? It's like you don't sweat so much of the small stuff. Oh, absolutely. I, and it's, I don't want to say that I don't care about these little things that may happen in life because I definitely am a human being and I'm affected. You know, I, when I'm clapping back at someone, I definitely don't go home and say, oh, I'm so glad I said that. I'm going to sleep great tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm still affected. But as long as when I come home, it's like I have this little healthy human being and the rest of the stuff will work itself out. Yeah, it puts everything in perspective, I imagine. I don't have a child, but... Yeah. How has it been filming this season now? Everyone, all the Vander babies are running around. Has that really changed what we can expect from the show this season? You know, I want to say that it will, but kind of not. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. We're still just as, like, crazy. And I... At the beginning, before we started filming, people would ask after the show got picked up, what can we expect from this season of Vanderpump? And, you know, I really didn't know because the dynamics are different. You know, we've lost a part of the show, which, you know, just because our friends were let go from the show, we're still very much involved. Those Just because they're not on a show doesn't mean they're not in our in our day-to-day right. lives. So. And, and those people that were, were let go, they weren't just like little flimsy cast members. Those people brought it every episode. So that I was worried about. And then obviously becoming a mom, I'm like, am I just going to sob every episode? Which I probably do. But, <laughs> but it's in the state of California, you can only film a baby of my baby's age and Sheena's baby's age for 20 minutes. And then they've got to go bye-bye. Oh, and if there's not a, a teacher, I know I'm like, what are they learning? I don't understand. Like, yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't even know what's going on, but they have to have a teacher and also a nurse on location. So if those people are not available, then the babies can't make an appearance at all. So I don't know how much you'll really see of, of ocean and summer. Oh, that's so interesting. Is it like weird? Because like Jackie said, we were actually just talking about this earlier. Like people who had babies in quarantine, like really made the most of this year. Like it wasn't a waste of a year for you. Like you literally became a mom. You started a family and you're you go from, you know, spending every waking moment with your child to then having to go back to work and filming. And, and did you struggle with that at all? Oh, yeah, I still struggle with it. It's there are days where my schedule is jam packed and <clears throat> excuse me with, you know, filming or whatever little things that I need to get done during the day. And then there are days that are, you know, a little bit more relaxed that I can spend every waking moment with her. But the days that we have to leave for an entire day, it's definitely difficult. But I I have had the luxury of, I've had a night nurse. So I get to kind of pass her off and get a good night's sleep. And during the day, I have some someone come in to watch her, which, you know, is again, a luxury, but I'm, I'm very envious of Sheena who gets to leave her baby with her, her mama. Oh yeah. That's that's nice. nice. Yeah, it is nice. So it, it's definitely a struggle leaving your kid behind, but every person who has to be a working mom has to do it. So it is what it is. Yeah. You also launched Give Them Lala Baby, which is so exciting and so cute. What made you want to start that? My best friend from back home in Utah, our moms had been friends since junior high, and then we were born a year apart. So 
she had reached out and said, I really want to start a baby line. She already has one. And she said, I want to do another one with you. And I was like, well, I don't have kids, so it wouldn't make much sense. And then when I found out I was pregnant and we knew the ocean was healthy and happy, I was like, let's, let's start it. And I want to launch like not long after she arrives onto this planet. So that was kind of what was behind it. And also, it's so fun to play dress up with babies. I was like, why not be able to dress her up in my own stuff? Totally. And do you share bottles with the baby? <laughs> <laughs> I do not because she's not on formula. She's on the boob. But when when she does have a bubba, I'm like, this is liquid gold. I, I can't I can't take this from her. <laughs> I feel like you were foreshadowing, you know, in those scenes, what was to come for you. And it was really beautiful. I love that you say that. I think people watch that scene. They were like, this bitch needs massive amounts of therapy to (laughs) understand why she sucks on a bottle. But no, I actually, can I tell you, once I gave up alcohol, my anxiety dropped so much. I can imagine. So yeah, like the Bubba was not even needed much anymore. So now just the baby has the bottle. Yeah, I think that's actually been one of my favorite parts about watching your journey on the show because you've always been like so fun and so real and, you know, your man made out with my friend, catchphrases. But then I feel like we saw a really earnest side to you. And I think the way you spoke about getting sober and how you really wanted to, you know, bring James on that journey with you, it was just like a totally different side of you. And I'm curious if your experience filming has been easier or harder because it is a show like about drinking, like, well, not about drinking, but about friends who drink. And I'm curious if it's been made more difficult or easier for you. Cause I can imagine how many, you know, panic attacks you have when you drink on television and then wake up the next morning. What did I say? What did I do? Oh, I love that you said that because that's exactly what would happen when I was drinking. It was like, okay, well that made for great television, but now I have to deal with these feelings the next morning of why did I say that? Did I say it in the way that I remember? And now I can go and And I always thought once I gave up alcohol, I was very worried. I even talked to producers like, I don't even know that I'll be interesting anymore for you guys. And I guess the crazy is just in my veins because (laughs) because I still was popping off just as much without the alcohol. But now I can go home and kind of, you know, leave that part behind and know this is exactly what happened and how it happened. There's nothing I can do about it. And we got to move on. So that part, the anxiety of, oh my God, what did I do and say is definitely not as heavy. That's yeah. delightful. Yeah. Because I get that and I don't even film a TV show. I just like yell at everyone. I love that. You're my type of bitch then. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just walk around yelling at everybody. Yeah. And the best part about it is when I get like a call time in the morning, I know like I can arrive and, you know, know where I am in that moment. Yeah. Before it was like, wake up, hit the bottle again, because how do you cure a hangover? You have like a lot of hair of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's like this feeling amongst the fans of the show that there's like a little bit of concern about the upcoming season because we've lost so many cast members. Then there was COVID. You guys weren't filming. People are like, is the show even coming back? So tell us, can you calm our nerves a little bit? About what to, like if it's going to be good? Yeah. There's a lot of questions floating around. People thought the show was even going to be canceled. No, I know. And we were kind of in that same boat with you guys. We also were sitting here. I think that we found out we were being picked up like maybe the day before it was actually released to the public that we were being picked up. We're kind of in, we're so in the dark. So 
I was also worried. I'm like, can we even make a good television show? And, you know, day one, it was like, oh my gosh, we can still make a great television show. It's, it's, we're back to the, the roots of Vanderpump Rules. I think season eight, everything got a little bit muddy. It was like, who are these random people that we're supposed to be invested in? You know, and I'll probably be killed for saying this, but I'm going to say it. I was very uninterested in last season. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it was no. hard for me to get through an episode. I'm like, who is this person that's dating so-and-so? Don't care. Like what's happening with Witches of We? Right. What's going on with Jackson, Tom Sandoval? I want to know. Um, and this year it's very different. Like I said, we're back to the roots of the show and it's deep rooted issues that people have. And it's, it's been, it's been crazy. It really has. Love to hear that. <laughs> crazy. I showed up to filming and I'm like, I was not expecting any of this to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I feel like your evolution on the show is like, you've really just come such a long way and I could really, really see you. And I've said this a million times. I could really see you like not that far down the road, becoming a real housewife of Beverly Hills. I just feel like that's kind of like the space you're in, in your life now. And like, you are a housewife. You do live in LA. Like, I feel like it's not that far off. Is that something you would ever do? I definitely would do. Of course. Who wouldn't want to become a housewife? I mean, it's a completely different level. But I think right now, I'm still a little bit too young for the space. You know, I have a yes. brand new baby. I think maybe down the line, I would be into it. But then I watch the show, you guys, and those bitches don't play. No, yeah, not no. at all. And I'm like, I'm tough in the space I'm in. But would I be as tough in that space? Because they don't hold yeah. back. And it's it's real life stuff that they're talking about. Not that it, that we don't, but... Our show is very much like, I don't want to say a watered down version, but I mean, no one's husband is going to prison. Exactly. (laughs) You said it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of housewives, we saw you on Salt Lake City because you're from Utah. Did you watch the whole season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Do you think it was a good representation of your state? And we loved seeing you. It was a a treat. Oh, that makes me so happy. I do. I loved it. And people have such... They think of Utah and they're like, that's a weird place where it's like super white, which it is more so than, you know, not. So I get that. But it reminded me of the Utah that I know people struggling in the Mormon church and wanting to like be done with it. Like these women fucking brought it. And like, that's the Utah. I know there's a little bit of crazy out there and it makes for great TV. And it's not so like it's not as cookie cutter where I'm from, where as people think it is, where it's like people wake up, they go to church, boring. (laughs) They really did a great job. I watched every episode and I hear that this next season is insane. You guys, it should be pretty twisted with, you know, the FBI and everything. Oh no. And and I've heard that they're like in it. I think it's going to be one of the best seasons of the franchise. Yeah, wow. I, I think so, too. It's like they really it was a great show. And then this whole Jen Shaw thing, like kind of brought it to the next level. It did. And, you know, Jen Shaw, is, she's so sweet. And I I walked into filming and it was like a high school reunion. It was like all of my friends that I went to school with were like her cousins or her brother. And I'm like, this is so crazy because I just expected. Right. I just expected to walk in and be like, I'm from Utah. You're from Utah. No, I like knew these people from back in the day. So when I saw those headlines about Jen Shaw, I was like, 
How can this be? No, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Well, congrats on the book. Everyone can pick it up. It's called Give Them Lala. And she's looking sickening on the front and the back. So check it out. Vanderpump Rules will be back any minute now. We really can't wait. Thank you so much for being here. Congrats on the book. Congrats on becoming a mom. And we're just so excited to see where life takes you next. We really are. Thank you so much for having me. I always love hanging out with you guys. So thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.